Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, niggas and crackers, guys, gals, and, and non-binary pals, hot girls and city boys, saints and ain'ts, and, and all our Harlem family, family. Welcome, welcome to your very own podcast. Super suit. You better tell me what my suit is, woman. We are talking about the, the greater, greater good. good, aka Triple B, beautiful, black, and braggadocious, aka Thick Mint. What's up? Thick Mint. <laughs> like Thin Mints, man. But no, yeah, but I'm, but I'm not thin anymore. I'm, right, I'm thick thighs thick, save lives. Um, thanks for uh, tuning in again after our brief hiatus last week. School's been kicking our tails. Yeah, absolutely. Life's yes. been kicking our tails. Yes, but we want to yeah. keep things rolling for you guys. Um, we are recording this on Sunday, March 8th, International Women's Day. The 50th anniversary of Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier's fight in Madison Square Garden. Really? I Ali's didn't know that. Ali's first loss. Wow. Yeah. He um, knocked him down in the 15th round. Huh. Yeah, it Went man. the distance just about, though. Yo, they, they, they fucked each other up. Uh, also, though, speaking of fight sports, we had the greatest women's UFC fight and one of the greatest UFC fights, period, in history yesterday with Zhang Wei Li against Joanna you really feel like Yan that. Jacek. That fight see it. was beastly, bro. I, if beastly? there's any way you can find it online, it, it was like literally, like I was talking to my dad about it because you know like as martial artists, you're mm-hmm. like, you know that fights have different dimensions to them. Yeah. But you, you still want to see people stand and trade and that's what they were doing. Like everything one of them threw, the other one had an answer for it. It was really like watching a Dragon Ball Z fight. Oh, that ass? There was I one like point that. where they both threw a rear roundhouse kick at the same time and their shins clashed. Ah, <laughs> that fucking hurts. But they just walked away from it. Because they thugs, that, man. Yeah, you should, thugs. did you see the pictures of Joanna's face? Joanna looks like a... Looks crazy. It looks like a football helmet on the head. <laughs> E.T., bro. Word. <laughs> Nigga said E.T. I, it was nah. crazy. But she's she always going. been scary, though. I yeah. I thought she was going to lose. I kind of low-key wanted her to lose. I thought she was just mad mean. Mm. I don't want to, like, disrespect her too much, but no, I remember I when she grilled um, Rose in the oh, first, like, Nama, couple fights. Namajunas. Namajunas, yeah. yeah. I, I really don't want to, like, mess up her name. No, that's okay. <laughs> but, um... She just grilled her and was mad disrespectful, and she whooped her ass. Mm. And is that the one? Because I the saw, I've one. seen her highlights. The thug, the thug rose. Oh, was oh, I, I don't know if I saw that that in the highlights. Nah, then. she whooped her. She whooped her ass, mm. and then um, Rose um, lost bad, and it was scary. Like she got slammed on the head mm. by the um, Brazilian that the Chinese one just fought, Zhang. Zhang. Oh yeah. Uh, just just beat. Oh. Zhang's nasty. Yeah. I really, I told you. I thought I think it's crazy how the first Asian UFC champion is a woman. Yeah. I find that crazy. Yeah, isn't that interesting? It's I mean, you got dope. you got guys like the Korean Zombie. You know, um, he's he's a big one. You would think he would have something by now, but 
Yeah, I mean, and we were even reflecting a yeah. little bit on how the fact that she's a Chinese champion as well. Mm-hmm. You know, China has, if, for those of you who don't know, um, kind of a uh, traditional. Yeah, they're super. I mean, you know, it's they're they're like the oldest martial arts culture on the planet. So, like, MMA was not popular in China for a very long time and no. still really isn't. So, for someone like Zhang, uh, a Chinese woman, to ascend to the world stage like this is really big. And it lets you know that, like, th- that China's behind her. You know, and I wonder why not a lot of other Asian countries now that there's um one FC in Southeast Asia in like Singapore and Thailand. One FC, one FC, the one that uh Demetrius Johnson's in, and a few other fighters. Oh, in. this is like another championship or another uh, organization oh, okay. where um the one that Ben Askren was fighting in oh, before he came to the UFC. Uh, now he just got fucked over. He right. just got depleted. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but over there, I was watching um this guy Brandon Vera who used to fight for the UFC. I really hope I'm getting his name right too and he's a, a Filipino mm-hmm. and over there they have more respect for the martial arts and they treat their fighters a lot better than the UFC and Bellator and the organizations over here interesting but I wonder why not like the three major superpower Asian countries mm-hmm. don't have a lot of MMA Japan did with pride but there's like Yakuza beef in oh, there Yakuza probably. spice yeah. but like Korea and <laughs> China just kind of like don't don't doesn't really have much and japan doesn't really have much since um pride i think uh, they have Ryzen, but it's mad low-key mm, yeah and it, it was interesting about um young jacek is she kind of reminded me of like a like a durandome type fighter um and jermaine durandome yeah last time we spoke about nunez versus durandome like they both have that stand-up muay thai ferocity mm-hmm. but um it's also like the european kickboxing cause, that too you know out there they're just nasty with it yeah and the polish fighters are cr- like no 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 is she is she russian no she's polish no 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 no, no. um valentina oh Shevchenko? she is russian i believe we could also just google it yes yeah, google it google it google it <laughs> survey says i feel like she's polish Drum roll. She is a Kyrgyzstani-born Peruvian professional mixed martial Jesus artist. Right, that's a mouthful. So she's from Kyrgyzstan, which is probably some place in Eastern Europe. Yeah, where all of them like just gangsta. Right. Um, Terrifying. But yeah, so I mean, find a way to watch that fight if you can. Um, it was the best fight of the night, and it was way better than the actual I, main event. I heard that was slow. I was, but someone, a friend of mine, had it on his story, just like. Just a little bit or whatever, and yeah. Yoel Romero just like stood there. Yeah, the I'm first. Like, Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, you. It, it was the whole match. We were waiting for something to happen. Uh, whatever. But that's not what we came to talk about. Obviously, yeah. like we said up top, International Women's Day, International Women's Month. Um, and you know, just to be clear, not every uh, um episode of HBO is going to be like themed based on what month we're in. But nah. obviously, Black History Month was like you got to do something with that. And Women's Month, you also you know have to acknowledge that. Um, see. Huh? See, see, senor. Oh, see, yes. Um, you know, I, uh, I can say that I'm very lucky, fortunate to have a lot of um, smart, um, you know, uh, powerful women in my life that helped kind of shape me into the guy that I am. And you know, as am I. If uh, yeah, I think you know both of us. And if I probably doing better if I listen to them more often earlier on. <laughs> but you know, um oh, man. I you know, up top I guess wanna ask Jude like if there are any women that inspire you or if you remember like the earliest like your earliest inspiration who wasn't a guy. Um know? my mom uh off top. Hmm. Um uh, yeah cliche, whatever, but oh, hey. my mom off, off top. Um 
for reasons that she knows of and mm -hmm. everyone who knows me knows of. So mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Um, I'd say, damn. Uh, shout, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Shouts out to my homegirl, Emma. Mm. My cousin, Francesca. My aunt, Michelle. Shorty Sky. Um, fucking Aisha. Uh, Sonia. Mm. Oh, man. Who else? My professor, uh, Carol Connor. My other professor, Brianne Wakoff. Oh, man. Dang. All right, that's it. That's all <laughs> I can think of right now. No, and uh, yeah. shouts out to uh, Layla Ali. Oh, I have something to tell you about that. Layla Ali. Yeah. So, you know Clarissa Shields, right? Yeah. The name T Rex. This is a. Uh... The um, a female boxer who's just killing it oh, right yeah, now. Oh, yeah. Who wants to fight Nunez, right? Yeah, who wants to fight Nunez. Uh -huh. But also, there's a little friction with her and Layla Ali. Layla Ali and May come out of retirement and try and fight That's Clarissa Muhammad's Shields. That's Muhammad's daughter. Muhammad's daughter. I don't think she should do it, but <laughs> shout out to Layla Ali. I didn't even know Layla fought. I, I guess I didn't. Layla was a champion, man. Yeah. Layla was nasty. See? Yeah, I'm down on my women's history, yeah, which is man. why we're having this conversation. Put the game up. Um, yeah, I, I mean, one of my biggest um, inspiration, I mean, I, and you went personal, which is, I, I thought you were going to like take like, you know, celebrity um, uh, names, but I, I like that you went personal. For me, I think my grandma um, was a big inspiration growing up and I didn't even realize it but as I got older and, and came to appreciate like what she really did she um you know came from North Carolina you know uh up to um the north <laughs> um and you know really worked her way uh to raise her kids my aunt Beverly and my dad uh Barry and you know my dad's father died when when my dad was like super young so she was really raising him by herself yeah. and you know um she was a nurse um jesus christ yeah she she did a, a whole bunch but i i always you know um or not always i should say as i got older and really started to develop a relationship with her beyond just being like you know my grandma in quotes so this is someone i go and see every <laughs> now and then like i really came to appreciate the depth of like wisdom and history yeah. that she has that I was that like now I'm trying to take more advantage of you know because she's my only living grandparent and she's still alive mm -hmm. oh, she's, you just had that yeah, no it's a, no no problem um but yeah she's is she 88 this year or 89 she's Damn. yeah she's really she's getting up there she's so thug. yeah shout out um Margaret grandma Margaret um but also my mother um uh my soon to be sister-in-law Carla, um, my uh, your sister, my yeah, she's all right. Wow, <laughs> she, she I didn't say my, my sister either. Sorry, Lashawn, my bad. <laughs> um, my uh, various, you know, aunts, um, both blood related and just aunts by name, you know, oh, Miss D. Sorry, <laughs> um, you know, and and yeah, definitely, you know, there were teachers that inspired me. Um, I credit one of my uh, my senior AP English teacher, Miss Healy was really instrumental in getting me back into poetry, which is oh, something so. that I'd forgotten about. In high school? Yeah, in cool. high school. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, you know, as far as, like, real-life people, not real-life, what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All those people are fake. No, as far as <laughs> celebrities or anything like that, um, you know, I definitely, I, I picked up um, Becoming by Michelle Obama, mm. and I read the first section of that. That was really enlightening. Um, you know, she, I think she's dope. Um even Rihanna just is like having yeah, she went through the a lot, courage man. to, like, yeah, I mean, you know, stepping out of like what had become a comfort zone for her making music and going into this venture that like, 
you know, you see a lot of artists, they go into fashion or whatever, and you're yeah. never really sure how it's going to work out. But she... She owns that shit. And then exploded, also... Yeah. Her story, period. And also Cardi's stories, period. Yeah, Cardi too. I, Cardi gets a lot of hate, but I... I Cardi's not, like the I'm ultimate underdog. It. I'm not here yeah, for Yeah, I think that she deserves... It's the ultimate come up. Yeah, 100%. Like, I saw her in a Pepsi commercial. I'm like, oh, Michael Jackson did shit like this. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Beyonce did shit like this. Um, I mean, yeah, Kendall Jenner... Uh, who, who, whoever else did a damn Pepsi commercial. Right, right. You're like, what? Yeah. This little girl who's a blood from the Bronx. Right, from Dykeman. <laughs> just Van Cortland. <laughs> all the way up. Just did this? To Coca-Cola commercials. Saying, oh, grrr. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I I think that, like... Um, nah, I think it's really dope. There's plenty of ins- inspiration to be to be found, um, you know, in the uh, opposite gender, if you want to use the word opposite. I don't know if that's still, like, politically or socially correct. <sighs> Listen, man. If, if we don't fuck up now, we're not going to be dope. You, know? <laughs> you got to make mistakes. You, know, um, you got to grow, man. Growing pains. But, uh, you know, along that note, um, so obviously we're in the midst of this presidential race. And um, a How lot of people. fun been, is it? It's, isn't it great? Uh, people have been dropping like, fri- like fries. Fries? Fries at the bottom of the bag. And oh, also word. like flies. McDonald's. Um, five guys. <laughs> five guys be messing up, man. Nah, but it's but okay because it, it hits. It hits. The bottom of the, bottom of the bag fries. Mm. They catch Yo, all that five oil. guys over Shake Shack. Oh, absolutely. You know, because they're not stingy on their fries. 100%. And they don't overcharge you for something that's mediocre. Yo, dead ass, man. And it's five and a half dollars for, for a milkshake, bro, that's barely taller than my iPhone. Stop. Anyway. Bro, like. Mm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, we're in You're the passionate of- about that for a <laughs> second. You got really upset. I did. That, that was a big thing. And you're a picky eater. I am, which is, I, I liked Shake Shack for a little bit, like, but. I don't know. I'll still go there every now and then, but it's it's like I can get a good milkshake. I'm really into milkshakes. This is this is. Oh, milkshake brings all the girls to the yard. This is a hill I'm willing to die on. It's better than <laughs> how much I love milkshakes. So if you're gonna charge me five dollars for a milkshake, that better I, blow my mind. Sis, I get you. I get you, sis. Thank okay? you. You you you. Okay, queen. Just thank you. Thanks. Thanks. No, but so we're in the middle of this election process, and and we've been you know a candidate has been dropping left and right. So we're really pretty much down to. Uh, Biden, Sanders, and Bloomberg. And no, Bloomberg's gone, dude. Oh, he dropped? Yo, he dropped out before Warren. Did he? I, I swear thought it was after. Nah, man. He, like, they all dropped the same time. Uh, basically, basically, they dropped at the same time. Right, but the same, like, week. Like, yeah. a day before right. Bloomberg dropped. And then the next day, Warren dropped. Uh, well, that was, yeah, I mean, that's, okay, I guess I didn't know that. So it's 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 Biden versus Sanders for the, for the nomination. And Tulsi is still in there. Uh, is she? Yeah, I think I thought Tulsi dipped a while ago because she hasn't been on the debate stage in the last like <laughs> however many they've been. Um, yeah, check on that. But while while you are, um, what's her last name? Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Um. Yo, she's is she, yo she's still in in there like swimwear. <laughs> I don't know about swimwear, but she's <laughs> she's on no, Hawaii. She's a lot of far. swimwear. Oh, true. Um. But excuse me, while I take a sip. Hey, you like that ASMR? Essentia ASMR. Essentia ASMR. <laughs> Sipping my Stop with the single use plastic, bro. Get a bottle. Bro. No, I do. No, I, I lost get, my canteen. You lost your canteen. I gotta bro, buy I got another a 40 one. Forty ounce of water I gotta buy right another here. One. I'm sorry, Planet Earth. Just forgive me for a few my days. My professor's gonna kick your ass man. until I buy the next canteen. Um, do you know what's funny? Speak, brief aside before we get to what this episode is actually about. We're getting there. I promise. Um, my so obviously I I well I ha- I used to work I handed in my two weeks notice at TJ Maxx so that's number one. Ooh. 
Um, that must feel amazing. It felt great. I used to work. I, yo, you know, that that yo, how'd you do it? I literally I typed it up. Um, I could should I read it? <laughs> should I, no, man, because I I mean you should, but I'm I'm mad disrespectful. I'm not <laughs> no, it's not. It's I was not, very disrespectful when I quit my uh, job at the bakery. I sent my um my manager a video of Allen Iverson mm-hmm. crossing to Ron Lou and stepping over him, <laughs> and I had um. A Nipsey Hustle song playing, and then I said, "I'm out." Her, no word. And then uh, I posted a, a another video of Allen Iverson. I can, I love Allen Iverson very much. I sent her another video of Allen Iverson, and I said, "Fuck your pastries, fuck your coffee." Wow, <laughs> fuck your customers. You really did not like that job. I, I hated that job, and the only reason why I did that, I sound so terrible now. That's all right. But um, We're the here. only reason why I did that is because me and that manager are like mad tight, uh. and she didn't like it either. Got she, you. You know, so I, it worked out. Yeah, we escaped. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Um, no, I wrote something super um, polite, but with just a little bit of shade. Uh, so here it goes to the managerial staff at TJ Maxx. It is with some regret that I submit some some regret mm. that I submit this official two weeks notice of my intended departure from TJ Maxx. I have been blessed with a year-long fellowship and internship opportunity through my university. Gangsta. Yes, sir. Which will position me onto a much more career-related track. Since the beginning of the year, my time commitment to TJ Maxx has been challenged by the prospect of my busiest college semester yet. I'm taking 18 credits between four classes and had planned... You were fucking thug for that, though. <laughs> my God. You were thug. And had planned on using Monday and Friday as days off to handle requisite assignments that I couldn't otherwise, but this was compromised by my needing to work and make some sort of income. Since this internship is paid, that is no longer a concern. High five. Give me that. Uh. And so... Uh, and now I need to take ample time to make sure I remain in academic shape. This will, of course, mean that even over the next two weeks, during which I only typically work two days anyway, I will be less available. Gangsta. I am grateful to TJ Maxx for the experiences that it gave me, professional and personal. In my little over a year as an employee, I became a confident, effective sales associate and made genuine connections as I developed skills, which could come in handy again someday. Moreover... This is important, guys. Working in retail has given me an even further respect for my comrades in commerce. Comrades in com- Bro, bro. <laughs> be they... Wait. I thought be I they- was going to send an email, bro. <laughs> Damn. Be they from Marshalls or Macy's. Be they from Marshalls or Macy's. Whole Foods or Home Goods. We must all learn to temper ourselves in the face of long hours and rude customers and get the job done. Nigga, you a speechwriter. A little bit. Working with TJ Maxx taught me that. Obama or some shit. <laughs> so, teeth, grit, and gaze set. I'm stepping into my future. Thank you for helping me grow. Sincerely, Justin K. Winley. So, Damn. I dropped that I just that sound mad me. ignorant. Damn. <laughs> like... But it, it felt really nice to hand in. Um, but I was bringing that up to say, that was a tangent again, that we, obviously in retail, you know, we're affected by the uh, plastic ban, the ban on single-use plastics. Oh, that's how we got here? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, Just rewind a couple 15-minute seconds to remember the point and then come back. But uh, did I say 15-minute? I meant 15-second segments is what I meant to say. Jesus Christ. But anyway, so, yeah, they were banning single-use plastic bags, and I came in on the day, March 2nd, because that was the day after the ban took effect, and we had the paper bag set up, and it's a five cent tax. So then, like oh, people, yeah. people responded to that differently. So people were like, "Well, I gotta pay five cents for a bag. That doesn't make any sense, you know, whatever." That's a them problem. Huh? Yeah, it is. But then, for some reason, we went back to the plastics because I guess we had a surplus of plastic bags in the store that we needed to get rid of. So I don't know. So like now we're we're back to using those untaxed. But it's just another reason for me to get out of there because clearly they can't get it together. Um, 
Um, New York law, not going to be happy about that, man. You just snitched. <laughs> a you just bit. snitched. A little bit. But hey, listen, if you're working in retail um, and you don't like it, just hang on, okay? It, the end is near. Get I a promise. new job. Become a lifeguard. Or do that, yeah. Um, so, presidency, right? There was a time, uh, I would say, uh, when was most, that? Of the, most of the 20th century. Most of the 20th century. <laughs> that it was all That's men. It was all dudes. And, and no one ever really thought well, that there could be... A okay, woman. okay, okay. Uh, felt that there could be a woman. Yeah, it felt that there could be a woman all president. Dudes. Right, yes. Um, and then, you know, we got to a point um, where there was one particular woman. What was her in name? Tw- in 2008, uh, who ran. No, no. I, oh, I thought you were talking about like, all the way back when some women were running for president. Oh, I didn't even name. know about that. Oh, I was just segueing into what we're talking about. Now, I know you were segueing into <laughs> what we're talking about. But I feel like it's important not to sub her if we're talking about fe- oh females. My God, I sound like such a nigga. Um, women uh, running for president. Running for president. There was this woman named. Oh my gosh, her name was Shirley Chisholm. Oh, Chisholm. Yeah, Shirley Chisholm. R.I.P. She passed away in two thousand five, um, and she ran for the Democratic Party in. Goodness gracious, Wikipedia. She was in office as um, house in the House of Representatives from 1969 to 1983. Black woman, yeah, black, 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 black on 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 black, Seven yep. terms. Well, yep. she's an OG. Big gangster. But um, one of the things, uh, well, the thing that Jude and I wanted to do in lieu uh, mm-hmm. or in light, rather, of the current presidential race and some of the things that are circulating again from t- uh, 2008 and 2016 is uh, Hulu uh, dropped a four-part documentary on Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of, we both watched the first episode yeah, um, and, and we wanted to just talk about it. So before we get into the episode itself, I guess I want to ask like, what had been your perceptions of Hillary prior to the documentary um, throughout your life? What did you think about Hillary? What did you think about the idea of a woman president, you know, growing up, all that stuff? How did you feel about that? Women shouldn't be president. I really didn't. I don't have a problem with her. Mm. I never had a problem with her. You know, she felt capable of her job. Mm. She um, took things in grace, and she took the jobs that um, Obama gave her. He made her um, secretary of state. Mm. She did what she had to do. She worked hard and loving other stuff, but I didn't really pay attention to her because I was all about Obama. Mm. You know, people vilified her for whatever she's done because I am not too... Um, keen on well, I'm, I'm not well educated yeah, on yeah. the things that she's done, mm-hmm. but they're like calling her shady shit, doing shady shit, or right. a, a war criminal or whatever. But I'm kind of like, yo, once you get to that level of politics, you're gonna do some shady and messy shit. Yeah, no matter what, you kind of can't avoid it. Obama called in air airstrikes, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't, I don't have a too much of a problem with her. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with what we have now. Yeah, I have a problem with other presidents we've had. But um, with her, I feel like she would have done her job. It may have not have been the greatest presidency in the world, but it probably would have done a lot of um, building of morals and self-esteem and 
oh my god, I can't get my words right right now. It's but like, take your time, take your time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I want to go so fast, man. <laughs> but a lot of um, young girls and young women, yeah, would just feel invigorated and feel inspired, yeah, and that would bring a lot of good. So her being president might not bring the best things in office at that particular time, but it can push forward for greater things in the future. Right. You Thank know? God that water bottle wasn't open that I just honestly broke. <laughs> and uh, just, you know, the amazing young women that will come after her, you know, yeah. women like uh, AOC. True. I'm sure like her and AOC probably got like a little bit of friction, a little bit of, you know, differences in their politics. Probably. But, you know, you can't deny that um, Hillary Clinton did pave the way for young women like AOC and, um, some of the other women in the House of Representatives and in, um, in, in Washington yeah, right Elon now. Omar. I'm bugging on their names right now. I've been hit too much in the head. But also, <laughs> we cannot deny that Shirley Chisholm paved the way for Hillary Clinton to run. Mm, 100%. So. And um, and I thank you, you know, yeah, Ilhan Omar is the one I was trying to think There we of. go. Um, I thank you for bringing up Shirley Chisholm because I definitely had forgotten about that. I Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I remember like, you know, growing up being like elementary school in New York, Clinton's. Oh, jeez. The Clintons were, you know, uh, a name that you knew. And, uh, you know, my my political awareness, obviously, as a kid was pretty limited, um, except for the fact that everyone made jokes about George Bush and stuff like that. Um, But I kind of when I when I remember when 2008 came and I was starting to become a bit more, I guess, um, or try to become a bit more politically educated and conscious, you know, uh, Barack and Hillary were running against each other. And I remember feeling this sort of tug between like, wow, look at this. Like we, we, we can either have the mm-hmm. first woman president or the first black president. Yeah. And it felt like these two major, you know, tent poles that we could have reached for. Um, and I, you know, obviously, right. Like there is this idea of superficial progress, right. That like, yeah. you know, just electing someone who's different because we can is going to change the country uh, when that person could still be internally just as, you know, just the more of the same. Um, but I, I think that that idea was exciting. I mean, the, you know, and, and, and was exciting again in 2016. But mm-hmm. I think, like you said, there is um, baggage regardless um, when you're a politician. And perhaps it is even more so compounded by Hillary, who for whatever myriad reasons you know, outside of even her policy, just people just don't like her. And that's what, that's the first thing to get into the documentary. That's like the first thing, the first point that they make is, you know, they just vilify her. You either loved her or you hated her. Yeah. And, and, and she, she, she says herself, like there's this, you know, for the entirety of my career, there's been this idea that like, I'm unapproachable or I'm not warm enough or whatever. And, and I don't get that. If you don't see my face right now, like, right. I'm just like, that's a problem. Yeah. But also, also like, yeah, I mean, so let's just get into. It. I mean, I took notes because I'm a nerd. Um, the episode I, one is is called the Golden Girl. I wish I had. Uh, I wish your um, stewardship with that. <laughs> you know, like you studious bastard. I know. I'm just. You know? Uh, yeah, I'm just obsessive. Um, but I. So now you dedicated. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And I know that there were a lot of things that I was going to forget, and I didn't want to be like, uh, there was one part, uh, you know. Not um, you. But so me. <laughs> episode one is was called the Golden Girl. Um, and it was kind of like an origin story in a sense. And it was yeah. bouncing back and forth between her childhood and her early adolescence and education to 2016, yeah. kind of uh, how those different 
uh, how they mirrored each other. It's a very well off top. It's a very well edited documentary. I think. Um, it's, yeah, that's the key to a good documentary. It's a good story and good editing. Yeah, and I think it it, it does a good job with that. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. I, I even found myself, you know, when when they get to the part about how she meets, how she and Bill met, I thought that was very touching. That was dope. It was yeah. sweet, you um, know. And I thought about it. I thought it was a little messy when they were all they did was um berate her for not being the idea of an Arkansas governor's yeah. wife. That was a really interesting part of the of the documentary. You know, is, is I didn't how, know all that. Yeah, when he ran. Yeah, first of all, there's like, I mean, I would recommend. I definitely want to finish watching the documentary, and I would recommend it to anyone, whether you have already made up your mind about Hillary one way or the other, like, you know, um, it's always I good to watch. Yeah. Like I mean, the, there's stuff in this that I didn't know and not just like, Oh, I watched this and now I like her. It's not even that, but no. it's, there's, I understand things that I didn't know. It's just knowledge. And like when, when Bill won the governorship the first time, mm -hmm. which was in, and he was young. He was like 32 in 1978. Yeah. He was 32 years old. He became the 40th governor of Arkansas. And, um, Hillary was still going by, even though they had been married, Hillary was still going by Hillary Rodham. Mm -hmm. uh, and she kind of talks about how the that in itself affected like her ability to, it, it really, she believes it affected uh, Bill's chances at reelection because there was this alienation that the, that the population had towards her. It was yeah. like, well, she doesn't want to, she doesn't fit our archetype of a first lady and she's not taking his name and she still has her job she's still practicing law and she did some amazing work like wasn't she on the nixon case when yes. uh, with watergate and yeah. she was doing she, work with that i was like oh she did that yeah um and you don't have her on this donald trump shit and he got away with this <laughs> and she retired she, 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 she need to go relax <laughs> right somewhere. And, I, and i mean this is this is a, a, a woman who was one of only i think it was 25 or 27 women in her class at yale um mm -hmm. And this was the largest female population. And they were getting harassed. Yeah. They were getting harassed by dudes. They, she talks like, about, yeah, how the professor would ooh. only call on women. Nah, what, what, the thing that bugged me out was when she said that her, the, her favorite thing, like being obnoxious, mm -hmm. was that if you get better grades than me in law school, I have, and I can't get a job in a law firm or oh, I can't do this. Yes. I, I have to go to, war. I have to go to Vietnam and, and it's die. Your fault. I'm like, and it's your fault. I'm like, Nigga, what? Yeah. Imagine having that weight being bared on you at that, yeah. and you're like in your mid twenties, and you're just trying to find your path through life, and exactly. someone's blaming their death, their possible death in the Vietnam War, yeah. on you just because you want to get the your hypothetical. Education? Yeah. Like, it, come on, son. it's super. It, it goes to show you, like, I think the documentary does a really good job in bouncing back and forth. How this is something she's been dealing with her whole life. This yeah. kind of idea of like. You know, I mean, the earliest thing she talks about, just to go, I guess, kind of chronologically, is how um, she was kind of keyed into, I guess, social activism um, in like 1961. She talks about her former youth minister, mm. who would take this class out to like outside of the suburbs and took them actually to see Martin Luther King speak. Yeah, um, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that was really crazy. And there was footage of MLK that I hadn't seen, like him walking and being escorted, and then he hears that gunshot, and mm -hmm. he, his and body reacts, and you see him kind of like work the jitters out like you know it was crazy to think yeah, that he thug. yeah such a he was a target of such hatred but um yeah. she talks about how she wanted to run in 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 the early days for uh like class president mm -hmm. and they were like well a woman can't do that and so a guy would always win but then she said like and as soon as the guy won without fail he would always come to me and ask me to do all the work word and that's what like, we do i guess that was an early indication of um of the way that the world was going to kind of uh work moving forward 
Um, a really interesting point she makes, and it was something that I noticed in the in the in the, all the the commentary on the 2016 race between her and Trump. Mm-hmm. She said, um, "In those days, because well, actually, so backing up, she was appointed as the student speaker for the, the her uh, class of '69 commencement." Yeah. Um, at, yeah, and then they talk about how that Senator Edward Brooke oh, yeah. spoke before, and right. this was after the riots, like the DNC riots in Chicago, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, basically being like a, a boomer, what we would call it now, but like, well, she's a boomer. She though. is. So he was a greatest generation or <laughs> or whatever it was, but he he the lamest generation. <laughs> him being Sorry, like, um, uh, yeah, you know, rioting is good, but the system works if you work it, and da da da, being like condescending or whatever. And also saying, like, go back to your, you know, house right. and bake your cookies. Yeah, don't get too far out of line. And she went up, and the first, like, 15 minutes of her speech were kind of, like, off script from what she was going to say, basically re- rebutting everything he was saying. And yeah. they have footage of her as, you know, a young woman. I guess she's 21, 22 at that time. And, um, Can you imagine doing that? <laughs> gangster. I mean, we gotta, you got you to gotta recognize gangster where it is, okay? Yeah. Um, this is Harlem's very own. Come on. Uh, yeah. But so... She talks about um, that, but there's a quote she says, uh, in those days, you got no points for being emotional. You just put your head down. You worked hard. You got to where you were going despite whatever obstacles were put up. And I think there was this thing I noticed. I don't know if you you know, also uh, picked up on this during the election, but like, or the race rather. In 2016? That, yeah, that there was like always, there was always this dual, this, this dual criticism. Either she was, she was this cold, calculating sociopath who never showed any emotion but then again, at the same time, if she did bite back at Trump specifically, then it's like, oh, see, I don't know if we can have someone with that much of a hair trigger on the on the I, nuclear you know, button. You know what I mean? I never looked at it. I never looked at her. Mm. You know, I just looked at Donald Trump and what an asshole he is. Yeah. You know, I was like, and that's part. Honestly, that's part of the charade of it. Is you because know, he made it such a and the emotional thing, like, you know, him lashing out at people like that is not emotional. Right. I mean, does emotional have to always be someone crying in yeah. the corner, you or know, being angry, like or being angry, yeah. or just being a flagrant foul nigga? Yeah, like, which is exactly what he yo, is. like yeah. All and, he did, he, he all he does is react, mm-hmm. and he doesn't think about what he says. He doesn't, as my mother says, he doesn't read, and all he does is watch Fox News, and all he does is react to something someone says. Yeah, you exactly. know, he and doesn't then, take and then it he, in and think about it. He's just acts on instinct on whatever he says and will just insult you immediately. Yeah. You know, showing his insecurity and just showing that he really doesn't know what he's doing and yeah. he's a fool. And he tries to insert himself into fields that he has no business in. He always pretends he's like an expert at everything, you know, so that like, like the lo- the latest thing with the virus going around, you know, him being You didn't like, want to talk about this. <laughs> no, I didn't. So this is the only thing I'm, I'm not talking about it. I'm just... He, you know, him being like, yeah, the doctors are so surprised by how much I know and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, he just, he's such a he's flagrant a narcissist, obviously. But like, I One, think, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One thing my mother said, I mean, with a lot of other Republican presidents that we've had, yes, they've been a real SOBs, as mm. my mom would like to say. But she felt that they had a legitimate a desire to want to make the country better. Mm-hmm. Now it might be in their image, in whatever kind of cardboard, right? White, and that's weird, that's the politics of it. Yeah. You know, weird way it is. Ideologies are different, and they right. might not even see it as being white, but don't looking out for who they want to look out for. They exactly. might even look like they might be completely arrogant to it. Yeah, but ignorant she, to it, rather. ignorant, arrogant, blah. <laughs> might be completely ignorant to it, but 
she felt that they at least had a genuine desire to right. do some good. She doesn't feel like that with this nigga at all. Yeah, yeah, and he it, he it's just where his own know ego. what he believes in, right? No, like I can honestly, I I thought about this was something I thought about. I was like, yo, why don't me and Justin start making um, videos about conspiracy theories? But <laughs> we actually have them as facts. So we'll say actual facts, uh-huh. but we make them sound like conspiracy sound like it's theories. A conspiracy theory. Like, what if this guy Trump doesn't know what he's talking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, not even like we'll say like regular science things. Oh, or, right. you know, or we'll explain um, intersectionality right. or black rights. Yeah. And we'll make it sound like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. You make know? it real Alex Jonesy. Word, just make it real Alex Jonesy, real Hotep. Right, right, of course. Real, real Hotep. But you know, just kind of like, yeah, you know? to push some 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 truth in a funny package. Yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, you, yeah, that's a great point about how like his his ego was was not seen as as a manifestation of emotion, you know, in the same way. I think, um, you know, another interesting thing because they obviously they talk about like the email situation here, and so I still don't even understand. I had that. never fully really, you know, gotten into it, like again, yeah, yeah, basically what you said. I didn't really fully understand it, but as they explain it here. In, you know, 2015, um, in March, there was this uh, uh, story that the New York Times broke about, oh, she she basically that she didn't use a private government server Uh for her work. And the way that Hillary describes it is that, you know, okay, she I was using basically a server that my husband had used when he was president. Mm -hmm. Um, It it wasn't like Hillary.gov or whatever, but it was. As secure as anything else, and everyone knew I was using it because they were emailing me on it, and I was emailing them, and yada yada yada. But it became this this um, this scandal uh, when people found out, and then it was like, oh well, we can't trust her because she's using her private emails, and um, and then she separated. I think what they were saying is when they called for like an audit of it, basically, mm-hmm. she separated, she sorted out all of the personal stuff and deleted it, and sent the the business stuff. But then it was like, well, why did you delete? your emails and it's like because they were the personal private. emails but then it you know so then the, the discourse is like well why would you have it on the same server to begin with and it just became this like and she describes you know i thought this would be over in like two days you Honestly, know or like, yeah. maybe like one news cycle but it became this constant thing that she was trapped in. she couldn't get past every debate was so how about that <laughs> how about it, them emails because they didn't want a woman to be president honestly yeah i mean that's honestly know. what i thought that's what i think because she has the credentials. She mm-hmm. has the experience. You know, she has the work ethic. Yeah. You know, what other thing could there be, you know? And I mean, is she any, is she, even if, when you get into the maybe certain questionable, you know, morals or ethics, and again, I want to finish rock, watching the documentary because there's a lot of things we say about people, especially about Hillary, yeah. that may not necessarily be rooted in truth. And the documentary is skewed because it's about her too, so whatever. Yeah. You got to find middle. I, I, um, Oh God! What was I gonna say? Oh, it was so good. What was it? What was it? Talk- You'll get it back. Do, talking do, about do, 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 um, do, do. Uh, emails, and she's a lady, and no one wanted her to be president. And oh, come on, man! Listen. You have it. You Listen. have it there, buddy. Maybe it's in my notes. Um, ba 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 ba. That's how I feel about Warren a little bit. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Thank you. Uh, no, it wasn't. But thank you. You helped kind of in a, in a different way. Cool. Is that? Is she really any less dirty than any other male no. politician? No. So, you Ronald know I mean? Reagan put crack in the city. 
Let's talk about it. You know? And we know this. It's and we know documented. this. It's a fact. You know, <laughs> the CIA used um, cocaine, you know, and particularly crack. I don't know how they, you know, got all that shit set up, you know, the baking soda mm. and the water and put it in the neighborhoods and teaching niggas how to do it. Right. You know, or they just put cocaine there and niggas figured it out. Right. I don't know. But um, as we will do. But they. <laughs> <laughs> but what they did, though, is use the drug money. Yeah. To fund the conflict in Nicaragua mm. going on in the 80s and 90s. That's what happened. Yeah. It's in Snowfall. Yeah. And Ronald Reagan set that up. George, oh, there was one thing George um, Bush Sr. did. So with the whole crack is whack, just say no things going on, mm-hmm. and crack is dangerous and it's terrible, which it hasn't really even killed anybody. You can't really overdose on crack. Oh. You can overdose on powder cocaine, but you can't, but you can't overdose on crack. I didn't know that. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. You might be off your shit and addicted and whatever, but black excellence. Yeah. Look, black excellence. Look what we did. But um, <laughs> oh my god, bro. But um, so there was this um uh, kid in D.C. this drug dealer and um, uh, Bush had a State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. And he was going to talk about crack, and so they put in that they had that they got a bag of crack from across the street from the from the White House. And what they did was they called this random kid from the hoods in D.C., had this kid pull up to the park in front of, in front of the White House, mm-hmm. and he sold the government crack. And I, I don't think they arrested him, but that's how they got their bag of crack. Wait, hang on. So they <laughs> run that back? So they, they, they like – it was like a sting operation kind no, of? No, not even. They just they, – they needed a prop. Uh-huh. And so they, you know, pulled a few strings. Wow. And they got some kid. I, and I know it's true. I remember it was in this um, VH1 documentary that I used to watch all the time called Planet Rock. Uh-huh. Um, crack and the hip hop uh, generation. It was really uh, dope. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's like towards the end of it. And they said that story. I was like, what? <laughs> and that's why I found another thing in Nicaragua. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so that's and obviously then like Nixon, literally the man who oh yeah Watergate impeachment trial she served on um, as an assistant, you know yeah it's it's you know we have and we had presidents literally in the first hundred years of the country niggas had slaves, slaves. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you know literally. and we had another one who was out here getting his dick sucked. In the White House, Kennedy, nigga. Oh, right. I'm not talking about Bill. I'm right. talking about Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. It's shady. You know, shady shit, shady shit. He sure was. So, like, what are we what, what are we doing here? What are we here? really talking about? Yeah. You know? What are we really we talking all, about? We're all capable of doing evil. Mm-hmm. We're all capable of doing good. We're all capable of being shady. Mm-hmm. We're all capable of being generous. Mm-hmm. We're capable of a lot of things. We're human beings. We're complex. Yeah, yeah. We have to acknowledge all the good and all the bad. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we should all do with everybody. But it, you have to see more good. If you see more good, keep that person in your life or support that person. If you see a lot of bad, keep them away from you. Yeah. You know, I see a lot of toxicity with Trump. Get that nigga out of here. Get him out. <laughs> you know, um, who, who do I think is kind of dope? Um, well, I don't think he's dope, but I kind of admire what uh, John McCain. Um <laughs> He was one of the few, well, not recently. No, Mitt Romney was the one recently who mm-hmm. um, was like one of the only Republicans to vote 
against get on one Donald of the Trump articles. Out of here. Yeah. I, I, maybe you can come up a little bit. You can yeah. come up a little bit. John McCain doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to do it because he passed away. Right. Uh, even though I got beef with him because he hated MMA. <laughs> ah. And then uh, who the fuck else? I'm trying to think of um, other people. Oh, um, my hero, Muhammad Ali. Mm. I love what he did as um, a fighter mm-hmm. and as a poet, as a confidence builder of the black community. Mm-hmm. And then uh, him taking a stand against the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and speaking up for his beliefs. But, yo, he was terrible, man. With, with Frazier, mm. and the in- he would call him... Uh, Uncle Tom, mm. he called a black. He called Joe Frazier the blackest man on the planet, a gorilla, mm. and just said really mean and nasty things to him. Yeah, and it was just like, yo, come on, man, right? Just, just chill out. Like, yeah, you're up. already the greatest. <laughs> you know, you're 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 great, man. But yeah. like, this is kind of is wrong. Yeah, no, you know? 100%. We're all capable of doing good and evil, and we all have to acknowledge that and see what outweighs the other and try to use that to calculate our lives yeah you know calculate who we want to be around that was who we want to be our um leaders yeah so. that was that was dope um and i think it you know some of it ties into a little bit of what we got into last time with like everyone trying to be right all the time everyone trying to you know the the, the kind of cancel culture of everything and you know yeah i i that's why I'm i'm just interested in in continuing to watch this you know and again like not necessarily anticipating that I'll come out on the other end being like, I love Hillary and like start wearing Hillary 2016 shirts all the time and not anticipating that I'll come out hating it. I just, I think it's important. I've always been a pretty central person in a lot of things. I can sit and have a conversation with one person who is on this side and then I'm I'm stretching my arm to exaggerate (laughs) and then talk to another person who's on the opposite end. And I can understand to a certain extent both of them but the, but the point i'm trying to make is that like you shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid it's yes it's okay to have beliefs but you also shouldn't be afraid of like having conversation and and gaining knowledge you know what i mean yeah. and i think people like they lock themselves up and they're like well i know what i know and you don't know everything and that so that's why you know i was intrigued by this documentary and and why i want to keep watching um and he wa- said it best you don't know now you know nigga nigga you know very well <laughs> find us of course on spotify and apple Podcasts. we will be back the week after next and uh one of us will have already turned 22 and the other one will be about to Yo, jude. <laughs> march 12th march 12th for jude and you know march, march boy season fuck your pisces shit nigga because i do not believe in no astrology bro <laughs> fuck out of here bro i'm just gonna relax i'm gonna train mm. i gotta go Go to, go to school. I got to teach these little bastards how to swim. What else do I got to do? I'm just going to be chilling. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to be chilling like a super villain. You I'm excited I'm for, for my not be. I mean, uh, birthday birthday parties, quote unquote, have become less important to me necessarily. Where? I guess I, maybe they just evolve. Like, you don't need streamers, but you want, like, friends around yeah, that's <laughs> to what a certain around. extent. I just want my homies and um, shorty and smoke a cigar. Right. There you, you know? go. And um, uh, sure, 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 sure. But, um, yeah. That's um that's the vibes though. Yeah. What's your uh, song of the week, dude? Song of the week. Damn, man. I'm really all I've been doing is just always been listening to this Griselda shit. Man. <laughs> it's like so bad. Um. Oh my gosh. I'm just so stuck in this like gangster, like, like shell right now. Right. All right, but let me go see if anything that I have on my sexy playlist. Oh, okay. Um. 
All right, one song that I've been obsessed with lately and always been obsessed with was um, You Remind Me from Usher. Mm. I it's been a while since I've listened to that. Yo, listen to that one, man. That one's fire. And he got Confessions Part 3 coming out. Wait, what? For yeah, real? Yeah, yeah. He did a little performance of it, and it's he's speaking from a girl's perspective, and huh. some spicy things happen. Oh, okay. But I'm like, Usher, you got herpes. Everything about you is spicy. Every single thing. Yeah, literally spicy. Burning. Yeah, he burning, you know. Burning, burning, burning. Let it burn, let it burn. <laughs> That's not an Usher song anymore. That's a Boondock song. Oh, I was just singing from like, there's like a like a meme. That's, that's every, don't worry about me. Keep going. So, and uh, you remind say, me. Uh, I Need a Girl Part 2, which is better than I Need a Girl Part 1 mm. from um, uh, Diddy with a Genuine, Loon, and uh, I forgot this other guy's name. And then let me get back to let, let me go back and trying to keep a gangster now because I, I I'm I'm not sure we know so soft yeah. you know what I'm saying, um, gunslinger from BG. Sounds, yo, sounds pretty heavy. Yo, this song is crazy. Um, BG was a rapper from the Hot Boys, Lil Wayne's first rap group. Oh, in yeah, in the '90s in New Orleans, and yo, that shit is crazy. It's a okay. good song. Um, my three songs of the week, I would say, no, I do replay Spotify makes an on repeat playlist for you. So uh-huh. like, I do listen to this a lot. However, if I was picking, um, maybe from this down bad, the, the Dreamville song with, uh, oh, yeah. JID, Boz and earth gang, mm-hmm. I'd listen to that a lot. Um, South by this dude, Galim, Galimat. Galimatius, Galimatius. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's a dope song. Mm-hmm. And um, Cyanide Remix with Coffee and Daniel Caesar. Dope. Um, all kind of vibes that have been keeping me going as I try not to cry myself to sleep and real because quick, of all the work I'm doing. And real quick, you made an announcement. Oh, April 11th. April Black 11th. Belt Test? I'm tripping. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I feel. Black Sash exam coming up April 11th. I am um, I'm excited. I'm ready. Um... Just, you know what? Just talk to me nice after April 11th. That's all I'm going to say. So you can always keep in mind, with great power comes great responsibility. And on that, we, we-